Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm Gabby. And I'm Chris. Today we will be discussing Catelyn Chapter 2 and A Game of Thrones, so make sure you have read the chapter before listening. And now for the news. Um, so, ScreenRant.com rated Game of Thrones the TV show on HBO the best show of the 21st century. Now, 21st century, we're only 20 years into it, but they rated it that anyways. Um... Or they voted it that by a poll, um, and that means that it beat out shows like Breaking Bad and Chernobyl. That's in, crazy. Like, second and third. Yeah. Game, or Breaking Bad is one of my favorite shows. But and it was so good. But, <laughs> but House of, of Dragons is not out yet. Oh, so, so good. I'm thinking. I mean, I'm amped for that new show. So yeah, I cannot wait for that show to come out. It could low key take. Do you over. think it will? Like, beat Game of Thrones? Maybe. It could. Because, well, like, think about it. There are probably so many Game of Thrones fans out there who are probably, like, re-watching, we're like, we, like you guys have been. And, and as soon as something new comes out yeah. that's related, they're going to jump right on. And they're, like, itching. We're, like, yeah. itching for that. Exactly. So, HBO, get on that. Okay, so for today's Martin message, this was written August 11th. It says... They keep telling me that calendars are on their way out, that nobody uses them anymore, that hip folks just check the day and date on their smartphones. Maybe so, maybe so, but I am old school and I love them. Can't help myself. And I love great fantasy art as well. So our annual Song of Ice and Fire illustrated calendar is one of my favorite things. Every year we feature the work of a different artist, each one bringing their own unique vision to the Seven Kingdoms and my characters. This year, well actually next year, the 2021 calendar, the paintings are the work of an amazing British artist named Sam Hogg. And damn, they are gorgeous. The calendar is now officially on sale and available at your favorite local bookstore if they are open or online bookseller or wherever fine calendars are sold. <laughs> I actually saw some of the art. It looks really cool. Oh, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll post a link for it, but it was it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our answers from last week's questions. Um, the first question was, if you were in John's position, would you want to join the Night's Watch? Um, so Clayton said, I would not want to join the Night's Watch if I were in John's position. I mean, straightforward. <laughs> Straight to the point. Got it. <laughs> um, Cece says... I don't think I would necessarily want to join, but it's either that or being disgraced even more, even more than he is being, he is being a bastard. So I would go join like John did and try to make the best of it. Yeah. Fair enough. Yep. Yeah. Um, Hannah said, I can understand why the Night's Watch is appealing to John. So I guess if I were him and in his position, I would want to. But if I were me in my position, I don't think so because I cannot stand the cold. (laughs) Facts. (laughs) Um, Emily said, I would want to join the Night's Watch because it would feel like I have a purpose. Mm-hmm. With the environment John is in right now, he feels ashamed of himself and like he doesn't belong there. Joining the Night's Watch would probably give him a sense of belonging. Fair enough. That's a good yeah. answer. I actually yeah. really like that. Yeah. Um, and then Lexi said, no, I would want to try and experience life first. I would go and explore and try to find where I belong. Yeah. I like that because... Once you join, you can't really do anything else except be a member of the Night's Watch. And hang out at Castle Black and go on rangings. (laughs) Um, The second question was, if your niece or nephew wanted to join the Night's Watch, would you support it or would you react like Uncle Benjen did? 
Um, Clayton said, I think that I would support it if that's what they wanted to do, but make sure they knew what they were getting into first. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, they have to make yeah, sure that you know what you're doing it's before going in blindly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and then Cece said, if my niece or nephew wanted to go through, go... Oh, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me try that again. Wanted to go through. If my niece or nephew wanted to go, I don't think I could support it. Knowing, these, knowing the things I've been through and seen, I wouldn't want them to go through the same. But overall, I would be supportive either way. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's a hard question. Yeah. You know, because you want the best for them, but at the same time, if you know what they're getting into, how can you really yeah. support it? Exactly. Yeah. It's, like, hard. But you want them to yeah. achieve their goals, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and then Hannah said, if I didn't have any regrets about joining the Night's Watch, then, yeah, I'd probably support John. But Benjamin seems to regret his own decision and doesn't want John to feel the same way he does. He's probably projecting his younger self onto John as if he wished he could go back in time and change his decision. So if I had that same baggage, then I probably wouldn't want John joining the Night's Watch either. That's a really interesting take on that. Yeah. I never thought about, like, the fact that he, Ben might yeah. be, like, regretting his decision to join. Right. I mean, you know... And that's why he's not wanting John to. And the projecting. That's real deep. That is deep, Hannah. Nice, <laughs> Hannah. Um, anyway, Emily then said, I would probably, I probably would react the same way. I wouldn't want him making the same decision as me if I regretted it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Lexi said, I would try to explain that it is forever and he would never be able to take it back. If they still think they want to do it, I will support them. That, I think that's a good, like, middle ground. Yeah. 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 As long as they understand. Right. Keep sending answers in, guys. All right. So, um, last episode, we kind of got an inside look into Jon Snow's head while he was at the feast to welcome the, Lan the Lannisters to Winterfell. Um, he gets a little tipsy um, and begs his uncle to let him join the Night's Watch, but his uncle disagrees and kind of says, nah, like, you're not ready. Um, and John gets upset and runs out, bumping into Tyrion Lannister, and they kind of have a little powwow outside. Get some Tyrion advice. Yeah. And today we're in Catelyn's bedchambers. Ned and Catelyn are doing husband and wifely things. <laughs> um, and we're following a discussion between Ned and Catelyn, um, and the discussion obviously would be about him being the hand of the king or not. Um, and so, right when they're about to make this decision, have this discussion, uh, Maester Lewin comes in and delivers a message to Catelyn, of all people. Uh, they then discuss the future and fate of their children, uh, of what were to happen if Ned were to leave for King's Landing. Cool. All right. What are um, we drinking today? So, this one goes a little bit more in-depth than the other ones. Um, the wine that we have tonight is called New Age. Um, I'm actually going to give a shout-out that isn't really pertaining to the um, show. But my childhood best friend, Olivia Cessna, showed me New Age. Oh. And I have been, I mean, obsessed. And I can only find it in certain places. But we're going to mix it so that it come, makes a new drink. So it's an Argentinian drink. Ooh. And it's called a Tincho. And it's New Age, Lime, and Ice. So I'm going to put some lime juice. We get some lime juice. In each of our... We have ice as well. Yes, and we do already. We got the ice ahead of time. Because that would be kind of loud. I'm excited to try this. Do you want... I don't know how much to put in. All right. And now... 
Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I hope you guys like it. I can't get so it. Is I can't it sparkling? Wait. No. Chris, help. I can't. <laughs> my hands. Wow. My Gabby hands. loosened it for you. My hands were. <laughs> I did. It moved a little bit. <laughs> All right. ASMR. ASMR time. Here we go. Oh, it's a little sparkly. I heard it fizz when you opened it. Oh, really? Yeah. I missed that. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's definitely sparkling wine. It's like sweet, but it's like. I'm sure the the I don't know how to gives it a little it. tang. Yeah, it's got a little. It's a little sour. All right, cheers. Mm. Oh, that's good. Interesting. That's Olivia Cessna, thank you. Shout out. Thank you, Olivia. <laughs> that was good. All right, here we go. Okay, so Catelyn is describing her bedchambers. She says that they're very hot, and I thought this was really cool. It says that she never had to light a fire because the castle is built over hot springs, and there's actually, like, hot water rushing through the walls. So. So even though it's cold. Yeah. It's not. Exactly. And she says the warmth reminds her of River Run, where she is from. Yeah. Then her and Ned start discussing Robert's request for Ned to be Hand of the King. Um, Ned says he wants to refuse the offer, but Catelyn says that he can't because Robert will begin to wonder why and start to suspect he opposes him. And then she yeah. is scared that if he does oppose him, that it's going to put the rest of the Stark family in danger. So she's looking out for her kiddos. Yep. Um, Ned disagrees with this and says that Robert will be upset at first, but he'll get over it eventually. Uh, Catelyn says, well, he might have reacted like that before he was king, but now that he's king, he's not going to react so kindly to Ned refusing his offer. The game has changed. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's in a much different position than he was when they were boys. More, exactly. Yeah, more suspecting of people. Yeah. So, Catelyn, I'm going to read Catelyn's response to Ned saying that he'll get over it. She says, you knew the man, she said. The king is a stranger to you now. Catelyn remembered the dire wolf dead in the snow, the broken antler lodged deep in her throat. So if you guys remember when we saw that in like one of the first chapters, they found the dire wolves and they saw that there was a antlers from a stag in the throat of a dire wolf. And she's kind of recalling that now, thinking that this might come into play if Ned refuses him. Um, keeps going on and says, she had to make him see. Pride is everything to a king, my lord. Robert came all this way to see you, to bring you these great honors. You cannot throw them back in his face. So then Ned goes on to say that Robert, well, Robert wants Joffrey and Sansa to get married. And Ned doesn't necessarily want this to happen because Sansa's only 11. And he thinks that she's way too young to get married right now. But then Catelyn comes in and reminds him that she was only 12 when she was promised to Brandon, who is Ned's brother. And they kind of have a solemn, like, remembrance of Brandon right now. And Ned says, this was all meant to be his. He was not meant to be... Ned was not meant to be the Warden of the North. This was all meant to be for him. And they kind of have a moment of mourning together over Brandon's death. R.I.P. Yes, R.I.P. Brandon. So in the middle of this um, remembering of Brandon, Desmond, who is one of the members of the Stark Household Guard, comes and knocks on the bedchamber door and says that Maester Lewin has an urgent message that just cannot wait. And Maester Lewin is a maester in service of House Stark at Winterfell. He is a small gray man with gray eyes and thinning hair. 
He wears a robe of gray with voluminous sleeves. And I thought this was funny. It says that he has pockets that are sewn into his sleeves and he's always like taking things out of it. So he's always like stuffing things in there. And then at random times, he's just like pulling out random stuff. Um, he has a simple maester's collar choker that all of the maesters wear. And he often tugs at it um, when he is uncomfortable. Lewin is one of the few maesters who have bothered to earn the Valerian Steel Link, which signifies the study of higher mysteries. Hmm. Just a little small tidbit before I get into my chunk of action. Um, I think it's really, um, I thought it was really interesting that you can have different kinds of link and like signifying what you've studied. Like the yeah. fact that he got it because he studied higher mysteries. I just think that's cool. There's so much on maesters. I was looking up before. Well, it's so yeah. cool. Yeah, and the thing is is it, I, in the show, into, yeah. in the show you don't have that much detail. Mm-hmm. That's why I think I like the book so much is there's so much more detail that was left yeah. out. Yeah, it's um, really cool. So, okay. Maester is in the room and he's kind of telling Ned and Kat and he's like, alright, this message was left on my desk. Um, there was no writer which is super weird because when, you know, when letters are brought from place to place, it's somebody is literally alone on a horse, like, riding it out to them, dropping it off, and leaving. And there was no rider for this message. Um, inside the box was a new lens for the observatory, and it was crafted in mirror. So, obviously, a lens for the observatory, that's something you look out of. And you see things out of. So they're kind of sitting there wondering, like, okay, what does this messenger want us to see more clearly? Like, what is he, what are they trying to tell us? Kind of thing. And the maester says he wondered the same thing. And that's kind of why he went to dig more into what was, what the message was. And he actually found a false bottom to the box. And he found a little letter in it, but it wasn't addressed for him. So he didn't open it. He's just bringing it to them. So Ned kind of asks for the letter and is like, the maester is kind of like, um, I'm sorry, sir. Like, it's not for you either. Um, it's actually for Catelyn. So the whole time, Catelyn is naked and she's aware of that. So she's pulling the covers over her body and trying to hide. But once she reads that the letter is from her sister, Liza Aaron, she stands up and kind of doesn't even doesn't care. think doesn't twice care. kind of thing, which I thought was funny because this whole scene, <laughs> Maester Lewin is literally like, okay, I'm going to leave you guys now. Like, okay. And Trying he's to, like, like, he's like literally himself. bowing out like, okay, like I'm leaving you, let, you know, cause Catelyn's <laughs> naked and he's uncomfortable and he's, cause she's a lady, whatever. Well, Catelyn literally looks at Maester and Ned and says, um, Maester Lewin birthed all my kids. He's seen the goods. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. I mean, (laughs) so I thought that was just, I just thought that was hilarious that he kept going, can I leave? And they're like, like, no. I birthed your kids. Relax. (laughs) But, okay, so she realizes it's from Liza and she's, um, she's scared to open the letter because she is telling her husband that she can just feel the grief in her hands as she's holding it. Um, And she kind of reads it, and she's not really talking for a couple minutes, but Ned's kind of like, Catelyn, you know, like, what's going on? What does it say? And 
She looks up and says, so there was this whole language that Liza and Catelyn had together when they were kids that they made up so that, like, if a parent was around, which I think is kind of cool. And I actually did that with one of my childhood friends. We had our own little language, so it's kind of fun. It was um, a tidbit. Oh, I can't. I don't even. <laughs> I would have loved to hear well, that. Well, you know, what's funny is I already gave Olivia Cessna a shout out, but she's who the language was with. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but so she, you know, obviously it was meant for her because she was the only one that was going to be able to read it. I'm sure if anybody else opened it, they would probably be like, what, what is this language and who speaks it? So the letter, the letter basically is telling her that Liza's husband, John Aaron, who we did cover in some of the last, I think it was last episode, um, he, instead of dying, he was actually murdered by the Lannisters, um, specifically by Queen Cersei. So, you know, everybody kind of thinks Liza's a little mad, but she's claiming that Queen Cersei is who killed her husband. Mm -hmm. And like I said, Ned is skeptical because, like, I mean, everybody thinks she's gone mad. Right. Even Robert said that when they were down in the crypts. Like, he said she's gone mad. She's taken Robert, Aaron, and fled back to the Eyrie. Like, so she thinks that yeah. she's making it up because she's so upset because of yes. that. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, in, in reality... If she's believing that the Lannisters killed her husband, she's probably like, well, then I'm going to take myself and my son before we get killed, too. Mm-hmm. I also think Ned tries to look for the best in people. Yes, so absolutely. Which is funny because, but he hates the Lannisters. So it was funny that he tried to be like, oh, do you think even, she's right? Yeah, even his worst enemies, he yeah. tries to give them the benefit Which, of the doubt. I mean, good on Ned because, mm-hmm. I mean... I, I have enemies, too, but yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say that I would wish the worst on them. And a lot of, of people kind of jump on the opportunity to make their enemies look bad. Exactly. But it just but shows how much of an honorable he's man He's so... He is. Exactly. Honorable. That's a yeah. great word for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But obviously, Ned's skeptical, but Catelyn's like, no, like, you need to... This is real. I believe mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. And you now... You have no choice. You can't turn down to be the hand of the king. You need to go, and you need to figure out... What actually happened? So, Ned is very obviously not a fan of this. I mean, I think he, I think he subconsciously knows that he wants to help his wife and his sister-in-law and right. figure out what the truth is. But he's hesitant because he actually says on page thirty-three, it's a direct quote. Wait, it's sixty-three. What did I say? Thirty-three. The wine got to me. Sorry, friends. You don't even have to edit that out. That's kind of funny. Um, the, <laughs> so on page 63, it's a direct quote from Ned. It says, My father went south once to answer the summons of a king, and he never came home again. So he's probably, you know, I don't even know necessarily what... Oh, we do know. His dad died by wildfire. So mm-hmm. I don't know, obviously, what happened specifically, but obviously he went out there and he died. He was killed mm-hmm. and never came back. So he's... Yeah. Obviously afraid, because if he were to go, he's worried that he's going to get killed. Right. So, after that, he kind of tells Catelyn, like, you need to stay in Winterfell. I actually think the, like, the whole big thing is that a Stark, yes. a member of the Stark family has to remain in Winterfell right. kind of thing. Right. So, he's telling Cat, like, you're staying, blah, blah, blah. Well, 
then Kat kind of starts to, and I think this is kind of sad. I mean, she literally is sitting back thinking like, oh, is this my punishment? Like he, I'm never, I may never see him again. Like, am I being punished for something? Like, I just think that's really sad. Mm -hmm. So Catelyn is clearly upset by this. Um, and that she has to stay in Winterfell and be separated from her husband while he goes south. Uh, so Ned kind of doesn't see that, that she's upset, or he does. Um, but he moves on and says, okay, now we got to decide the fate of the children. And Ned already has it in his head of who, which child is going where. Um, and Catelyn asks him, you know, what, what, what will come of the children? Yeah. So Ned first says that Rob will stay in Winterfell. Um, and it's clearly in preparation for Robert, or for Rob to... Um, rule Winterfell one day. Um, and so he says that you got to put Rob on the councils and he goes to Master Lewin and says, to Master Lewin and says, give my wife a voice. So basically saying, you know, Catelyn needs to be the one that's kind of in charge here. Um, <clears throat> so Catelyn then asks, like, what, what's going to come of the other children then? And then Rob, Ned decides that Rob and Rickon both are going to stay in Winterfell, and all the other children um, are going to come with him to King's Landing. So this kind of upsets Catelyn, um, but Ned gives a reason behind each one. Um, so first he starts with Sansa, and he says that Sansa, as we know, must marry Joffrey as a sign uh, towards the uh, of good nature towards combining the, right? the families. Yeah, yeah, combining the house, and we know that Robert Baratheon wants them to marry. We know Ned wants them to marry, so they have to. <clears throat> But then also he says that uh, Sansa will actually flourish in the capital. That she's kind of... Well, we, she'll we, like we said she's more refined, she's more, refined, more yeah. ladylike. I mean, she plays all those instruments and is just beautiful. Good yeah. at sewing and yeah. stitching. Yeah. She's just um, kind of... So then, like a picture of she's a girly girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And more than her sister, Arya. Um, and he says that Arya should also come with him. Um, and that is uh, that she will soon be able to marry, um, just like Sansa is. So she has to come and probably be married off as well. Um, and that she has to learn the ways of the South and that she needs refinement. So she's not like her sister. She needs to be refined. She's very tomboyish. Yeah. Um, and More then power to her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Bran, um, who is, uh, he's only seven years old at this time. He is um, clearly a mama's boy. Catelyn really doesn't want him to leave. I was gonna it's say I think he's can... I think he's like secretly he's Catelyn's favorite. Yes, I was yeah. just yeah. gonna say yeah. like there's been times that. where you can like clearly see the favoritism, <laughs> oh, yeah. which yeah. is yeah. kind of messed up. Because but... in the book, she goes on for like a paragraph ever about Bran, saying, like, oh, he needs to stay. Brand, yeah. I need to watch over him, right. you know? Right. But he, she doesn't say that about any of the other a girls. A little bit of a helicopter know? mom, but yeah. only for Bran. Only, yeah. yeah. only for Bran. She did not... Honestly, she didn't protest at all about Arya and Sansa. No. Well, she, she knew that Sansa needed to, and then yeah. she just... I think Arya at this point is like, okay, she does need to find I think, I think because Arya's more of, like, a, a like daddy's girl. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think you know? she sees that... I think it's obvious to everybody that Arya is... Yeah. Tomboy and could probably be trained to be more of a lady. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So um, he's only seven years old, Bran, um, and Rob and Joffrey apparently are not on good terms with each other. So Ned Ned sees that as uh, a thing that Bran could probably fix. He could bridge that gap between them because he's such a sweet boy, is what he said, <laughs> um, and he's just a happy person. 
Um, and then another reason why, and I thought this was kind of cool, he wants Bran to grow up with other princes. So I almost see this as he wants Bran to grow up the way he did with Robert. Mm-hmm. He wants Bran to have... To make those brother... A, a brother, brother connection with someone from a different house. Brotherhood. Um, and he thinks that's important. Instead of just growing up with your brothers, grow up with someone that's your friend, that's a prince, that mm-hmm. you both well, grow up and rule together. At some I point. think that's important. Yeah. Even in real life. Like, yes, you have your siblings, but... I think that there should always be somebody that's yeah. like a sibling, you know? Yeah. And maybe Ned is pushing so much for Bran to go because he knows that um, she he's, like, under Catelyn's wings so much. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is going to be good for him to get out of yes. the house. Because just how he was yeah. saying that they need to yeah. face his their fears. Yes. Like, Ned, I don't remember... One of the last episodes, Ned was saying, like, the boys and my kids need to face their fears because winter is coming. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly... If Bran were to go to King's Landing, that's completely out of his comfort zone. He doesn't have his mama to, like, run to if Look something bad him. happens. So right. it probably could have been a really good thing for him. I was going to say, it'll be Sorry, good for Chris, him. I didn't yeah. mean to interrupt you. Um, go ahead. But So Catelyn's pretty unhappy with the results of what Ned has said, but she's understanding of why. And then he just goes, okay, but what about Jon Snow? And so immediately, um, Catelyn, yeah, Catelyn's face changes. I mean, she was instant mood swing. Yeah, Yeah, and and she recalls back to how John came to be in their care. Uh. Um, And basically, what what she describes is for the first year of their marriage, um, she had to take care of everything, and he was off at war. And then all of a sudden, first year of marriage, he just comes back with a son. Okay, not, not, to, not to interject, but I do think that's really interesting because I don't think I realized it was the first year. Yeah. Yeah. Because, to be fair, we just talked about how Catelyn was supposed to marry Brandon. Well, we know that the two that Robert and um, John Aaron oh, John. were, were going to be marrying two from the Vale. Yes. Right? So, that... That was during the time of Robert's Rebellion. Yeah, I just think it's... I I guess I just think it's interesting because, you know, like, Catelyn's very big on family, and she obviously loves Ned now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they love each other. So, I'm just realizing this. Does that mean, like... Because, so, since John and Rob are the same age, right? Mm-hmm. So, did Ned come home to a new kid with Catelyn? He had to have. With well, John? Because weren't they both yeah. 14? Yeah. Yeah. So, that means... I mean, that has to mean... That's insane. I mean, I, I, I would probably assume that Rob is slightly, like, some some months older than John. Because mm-hmm. what I would assume is... Uh, sorry. No, I would, um, I would presume... Got, Catelyn got knocked up right before Ned left, kind of mm-hmm. thing. They got married. Yeah, they got married. They got he pregnant. Consummated the marriage. And yes. Then and then, so she's pregnant for nine months, has the baby. And then he comes back, and that's... So, with a baby... I would say, I would say nine... For four or so months yeah. between kind of thing. And I just think, I guess I just think it's interesting because yes, they love each other now mm-hmm. and they've grown into that love, but yeah. obviously the first year he was off having an affair, you know? And mm-hmm. obviously I will never condone affairs, but I mean, if you think about it, they didn't even love each other. They didn't even know no. each other. She was going to, she was in love with and going to marry his older brother. Mm-hmm. Right. So in all honesty, it's kind of more complicated. That's, I I, let, I just put that together. Yeah, that like, all just clicked. Y'all just witnessed that <laughs> click for both Olivia and yes. I. Like, <laughs> sorry, I keep Chris. 
I don't mean to keep interrupting you. It's okay. So sorry. So Go continue. Ned, so one of the big things is that Ned didn't disown John. Um, so a lot of a lot of uh, members of their house or a lot of lords of their houses will disown their bastard when they um, have one. So he didn't do that. Instead, he actually brought him home and called him son. Um, so Ned actually wouldn't speak of how John had come to be. Um, and Catelyn kind of took note of this. And every time he asked him, he said, don't ask me about John. Never ask me about John. Yeah. All you need to know is he's the blood. He is my blood. And that's all you need to know. So not only did he have a bastard, but she also couldn't ask how, um, because he just would never tell her because of how proud Ned was. I'm going to interrupt you again. (laughs) Sorry. I just think it's sweet that Ned, you know, the bastards are looked down by, looked down on by everyone Mm -hmm. in, in Westeros. That's the thing. Like to be a bastard is like a horrible thing, you know, Mm -hmm. but Ned being the honorable man that we said has never actually looked down on John like that. He's like, he is Mm -hmm. my blood. That's all you need to know. He is my son. I just, I like that. Sorry. Continue. He is my blood. (laughs) Um, so Catelyn also remarks that she had er overheard stories from maids in Winterfell about Ned's conquest of like mm-hmm. how John had come to be. And I think they're just rumors. Um, that's what I would take them as, but they were pretty ridiculous about how there was some Southern princess that John went, that Ned went to, and it was in some Southern castle somewhere. And as soon as Ned heard about these rumors, he immediately stopped them. And Catelyn noticed that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that those handmaids probably work in Winterfell anymore. Yeah. That's my guess. Um, but Catelyn makes note that she's never forgiven Ned for that, mm-hmm. ever. Um, and she does remark about how Ned must have loved John's mother fiercely to have taken him in like that and then not say anything to her about it and to take on yeah. the fact that he was never forgiven by his He's wife. very loyal to whoever John's mom is. Right. Yeah. Um, so Ned wants John to stay in Winterfell, and Catelyn immediately says, no, John must go. Um, and she kind of armors her heart there and just says, you know, that, you know. Yeah, she's she like does. looking out for herself. Looking out for herself. She knows that she couldn't yeah. protect her. She's herself. protecting her heart. Yeah. yeah. And so Ned says that it's unsafe for, um, for John in King's Landing anyways, being a bastard. Um, because it's just unsafe for bastards in King's Landing. So I think it's funny. Catelyn kind of comes in with a zinger and says, well, Robert has fathered dozens of bastards. And that kind of makes Ned mad that she said that. Um, but he's quick to come back and says, well, Cersei has no place for Robert's bastards at all mm-hmm. in King's Landing. Um, and then he starts to get upset with Catelyn and says, he, he's only a boy. Defending John. Defending John and, and kind of saying, like, how can he be so callous? How can he be, He's just a boy. Right. Like, bastard or not. Um, but, Master, but Maester Lewin kind of chimes in and notices that they're about to fight. Um and he says that that John wants to join the Night's Watch. Um, so, and he kind of gives some good points. He's like, Uncle Benjamin is a sworn brother of the Night's Watch. So, you know, you do have family up there that could help him. Mm-hmm. Um, and John wants to go up there, as we already know from last chapter. And he thinks that it could be important for John to learn what it means without taking the oath. Mm-hmm. You know, just because he goes up there doesn't... Just, doesn't mean that he has to take the oath. He could just be in his Uncle Benjamin's care. Um, and there's some honor and service as well of being in the Night's Watch, as we know. So um, 
but Ned doesn't like this idea at all. Um, I think it's it's because he expected more for his son, for John. Um, bastard or not, you can tell Ned wanted John to be part of part of the family. Right. Um, so Ned says, "Okay, well, it's for the best. If that's what he wants, then that's what we'll give him." Mm-hmm. Um, and Maester Lewin says, "Okay, well, then I will. I'll go tell him." And Ned stops him and says, "I will tell him myself." when the time comes. Mm-hmm. But he has Maester Lewin start making, you know, tell Benjen and start making things ready because it will take, they say, a fortnight. Which um, is like, I think I read that's like, like... 14 days. Yeah, like two weeks. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that's how the chapter ends. We um, got through it with all of our tangents. <laughs> yeah. I know. So sorry. Yeah. I was... <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I think we're going to have quite a bit of tangents. I think and the I wine think is getting to you. A little bit. Yeah, um, a lot of it. It makes us talky. But listen, yeah. but listen, and I'm going to say this again, and you better keep this in. Yes, ma'am. Hello, friends. Um, I think it's kind of important to see our relationship in it, too. Yes. I think we're funny. Yeah. So, I interrupt Chris a lot, too. Facts. Even yeah. in real life. Yeah. So... So, anyways, discussion <laughs> questions. Keeping so, us on track, um, Chris. I love so, you. So, like Maester Lewin, what would you hide up your sleeves? <laughs> snacks. Yeah, Olivia and I pretty much agreed on snacks. I said tissues in case they blow my nose. Well, and for all That's my so practical. for all my ladies I'm out a practical there, practical person. For all my ladies out there, I was also thinking like tampons, like a like a tampon, you know, like a little little feminine. Pack in your sleeve. You that would like, be so. You could convenient. put like a little, like little convenient, like like mini, like body spray in there. Yeah, you could. I mean, anything. A deodorant. Yeah, anything, dude. I think that'd be awesome. You could put cologne in there for the. Boys. I want some yep. big sleeves so I can do that. Yep. Uh, so if you were in Catelyn's shoes, would you have forgiven that? I said hell no. Okay, so but hear me out. As I was just coming to the realization earlier about it was their first year of marriage. Listen, I understand that they made vows. Mm -hmm. And if this were real life, and let's say I was in some arranged marriage, like if if I were in this position myself, if I were in arranged marriage, I was in love with his older brother, I didn't know Ned like that, honestly, I think I would. I mean... You would have forgiven Ned? Yeah, I think I would forgive because, I mean, she still holds... I think she... I think she low-key hasn't, and that's why she sh- she holds the animosity towards Well, we said before John. that she never forgave Ned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I that's, you know, she kind of takes it out more on John. Yeah. But I think that if it were me yeah. and I knew that, like, my husband wasn't actually, I wasn't actually supposed to marry him. We don't know each other. We're not, we don't mm-hmm. love each other yet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're having a kid, but... Again, I don't know him. Like, I think that I would probably be like, well, that was the first year. I We barely knew each other. Like, yeah. Well, I think that's part of the problem, too, is what you're saying. Ned never told her yeah. how John came to be. Yeah, right. the fact that he won't so give any information, the fact that, too. Yeah, the, the fact, I think True. that if he gave her the information, she might forgive him. But he's like, don't talk about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna See, tell you. but that's he's the blood of my blood. That's all you need to know. But that could and be so that could have bad. led to probably a whole different dynamic between John and Catelyn yeah. if they were if if yeah. if Ned had just given a little bit more information of how it happened and why he was feeling the way he was. I mean, because if I again, if this was my my husband and he came to me and said I didn't 
know you and I love you now, but I I didn't love you because I didn't know you. Right. You know, I'd probably be like, you know, he's kind of right because I, you know, and I'm sure that even a year into marriage, I'm sure Catelyn hadn't just forgotten about Brandon. Right. You know what I mean? So if he had come to her and said that, she probably could have said like, oh, well, I get it. I am still in love with your older brother, like, and I'm still mourning him. Like, I get it. Mm -hmm. But I think since he didn't, since he just shut down about it, Mm -hmm. which, you know, is so not Ned. Mm Mm-hmm. Ned normally is very right, noble that's out about and would it. just say it, but yeah. he just won't. So which of the children would you send to King's Landing versus Winterfell and why? And would you would you change up Ned's decision? Or? I think I think the only thing I would change is keep Arya in Winterfell. Because I think she she thrives here. I know that she has a lot of like growing up and changing to do, but I think she has a lot of good relationships with like all John. of her brothers yeah. and sisters and John. And I think she just, I don't know. I think she, she does well in the North. I just think that I've noticed that she's very, I mean, her and John are who carry, I mean, if you listen to the descriptions of all the kids, um, Sansa looks like her mom and Rob mm-hmm. looks like his mom. And, I don't actually remember what Bran, Bran's description was. Did he look like he, Ned? Or? I think he's a. He looks more like a Tully. Okay. I know in See? the show he looks like a Stark, but in the book he looks like a Tully. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of see it as like, and I we haven't met Arya yet, so I don't want to give anything away about her. But I think that her relationship with John is just mm-hmm. so strong. But John's not. John's not staying. Yes. So that's oh. a big thing. Well, that's what it is. Is she saying, oh. John's going with. to the Night's Watch. Right? Oh. Damn. So. Okay, well. I don't know. Ah. I just think she belongs in the North. I think I yeah. would keep Arya at Winterfell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think how we talked about, like, if Bran went to King's Landing, it would be good for him to grow up. I think. I think that's good. I think that would be a good thing. I think, honestly, and I didn't think about this earlier when we talked about this, but I think I would send Bran to King's Landing. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, just, and I, I know it's because obviously we're an outsider reading the story and reading the book, so we're feeling some type of way about the relationship between Bran and Catelyn. Yeah. But, I mean, Ned knows. He's a mama's boy, and he right. probably doesn't want him to grow up like, oh, <laughs> mom, help me. Oh, he mom, wants, this. He wants him to grow up like he Yeah, did, exactly. Again, princes. Yeah. So like, he like could Robert. go to King's Landing, and there's multiple princes out there, yeah. and he wouldn't be able to run to his mom for everything, and he would probably be able to, like, what's the word? Brood up? Yeah, buck yeah. up. Buck up. There you yeah, go. Buck up. up and just yeah. become a lot, like, a stronger personality, I guess. Yeah. I think the only thing I would change... Um, like, I know that it's important that Rob learns how to rule Winterfell, but if there's a beef already starting mm-hmm. between Jamie, or not between Jamie, between Joffrey. Um, Joffrey and Rob, I feel like that beef needs to be squashed right now because it will only fester and get bigger as time See, goes See, my on. only thing about Ooh. that is that we know that Rob is going to be taking care of Winterfell when Ned is gone, and God forbid right. something happens to Ned while he's in King's but he's, Landing. But he's not. He's Rob young. needs to be in Winterfell. Yeah. No, if regardless of how old or young Rob is, he will be the He's next the next heir. Right. Like if but Ned were to die right now, that should be something if Ned important. were to die yeah. right now, Rob would take over Winterfell. So Which, I think it's important that he stays there. But I we see just keep Joffrey in Winterfell. But I see what Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're saying though because I mean, I didn't even think of it that way that earlier. Could get worse. That's what I'm saying is earlier when you said like that rivalry could like fester, I didn't really think about like 
I mean, think about like 30 years from where they're at now. And mm-hmm. like, let's say Rob is 44 and Joffrey's 42 kind of thing. And they're actually ruling the two lands that they are from. That could result in a war, you know? So mm-hmm. I can't see that Chris I will give I will give you that like I could see maybe wanting them to kind of (laughs) live closer so that they could learn how to yeah not even become friends but maybe learn how to like live civilly yeah Yeah. even though the Lannisters don't seem to be civil with anyone yeah we'll see yeah all right well that is the we made it through we made it through (laughs) all right guys that is it for this week's episode of game of wines make sure as always to follow us on social media if you have not yet um we are on facebook at a game of wines a song of ice and fire podcast we are on instagram and twitter at game of wines one and also on youtube at game of wines podcast um, next week, we will be discussing Aria Chapter 1, so make sure you read that chapter before next episode. I'm Thanks very for excited to hear about Aria.